Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me is always Dill Rook Jaya Singer. Hello, Benjamin. We are back in the Zoom studio. I mean, we've been doing Zoom for a while. I, I guess my my um, excitement was because I can see yeah. our guest, and I just I'm just I can't, I'm just waiting to run over that white line and introduce <laughs> this man. This gentleman is an absolute superstar in the football world. He's represented Australia. He, more importantly, I reckon, made Boudon Blanc on MasterChef, <laughs> celebrating MasterChef. Oh, and uh, we're joined by who? Look, first of all, let's get a bit Archie Thompson. Hey, man, sorry. Hey, sorry to spring that up on you, but Ooh. I'm actually mum. So mum just popped in screaming. Is I said, mum, you got to relax. Hi, Archie's mum. I'm on the pod. <laughs> That's oh, my God. You know, Bill, a MasterChef. <laughs> Yeah, um, just got blinded. This is back yeah. at you. It's so lovely, oh, hey, Mum. Oh, this is so as cute. Someone who, as someone who, who who has been away from family for two two years now, that is just warmed my heart completely. Uh, Mark's trying to steal a show now. Like, <laughs> hey, so <laughs> introduce yourself. Yeah. So is it yeah. is is it official? Basically, you've hit, uh, got on hard times and you've moved back in with Mum. Is that what has happened? Is it laundry day? What's the yeah. what's happening? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro, you know what? I, I, I can't even probably say, but you know what? Um, sometimes because uh, um, she lives in the country, it's a couple, it's three or yeah, about three or four hours from Melbourne, um, and you know when COVID, obviously, you start to open up um, restrictions, start to open up, and where you can travel. I just mm. needed to kind of escape um, mm. to the city, just just to get a bit of. Um, I don't know, a bit of peace and quiet, get back to maybe family and, and be around that just for the moment. Because, you know, like you, you say, probably a lot on this podcast is that uh, you can play a lot of games up inside your head. And for me, it's important to sometimes just um, get away from stuff and, and have a bit of uh, clarity and space and, and be with people that are like I really love. I'm not saying that I love people, that, not people in Melbourne, but, you know, when you just on top of each other for the periods that we have been, uh, sometimes it's just nice to escape a little bit, but escape in the right way. So I guess yeah. a lot of a lot of times over my life, I've, I've probably um, escaped in the wrong ways, but um, I feel like getting to the country, exercising, getting a bit of fresh air, getting up into nature, um, that certainly helps me more than what maybe paths I've gone down before. And, uh, and now this is what I do, what I do. And uh, sometimes it might look like escaping, but sometimes you just don't know what to do, and you, you just got to get away. And, and uh, I feel like a reset. Uh, I guess yeah. I guess escape yeah, makes it sounds like you're running away from something in yeah. a negative way. But it's more about just taking a time to breathe and re- refocus and reset. Exactly. But sometimes too, I guess I see it as running away because maybe I'm running away from an issue that I, I can't uh, fix right then. But like you say, it is um, it is probably getting back, resetting, um, just and the family home. Like there's just nothing about. Uh, there's just like a real nice solitude when you come home to mum's and mum's mm. always got the door open. Um, it's been so funny. She always goes, oh, oh Archie, it's you, you this week. Because, I, you know, I've got all these siblings that whenever maybe time gets a little bit tough, um, it's uh, it's over me, it's my brother or my sister, but the, the door's always open. I think that's really nice that, uh, you know, I've got someone as beautiful as mum to kind of help me overcome some stuff. 
that's that's so wonderful, Arch. There's a few things mm. I want to break down. So for so so you mm. live in Melbourne, um, as you said yeah. on the Master Chef as well, Yarraville stories. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> which, by the way, I think is the call of the show where you, when you're making pasta, you go, you know, what well, this is not fair. All of Colette's stories is from Italy. Mine's are from Yarraville. <laughs> That was that my favorite line. This is a boob shelf, I reckon, were the, yeah, the yeah. two best lines of the show. Well, well, uh, it's so funny because then all of a sudden, all these uh, Yarraville community, Yarraville Sun Theater started following me. I'm like, hey, guys, I've been here for years. And all of a sudden, I say it on TV, you're starting to give me love. Like, man, I'm always running for Yarraville. No, um, I think it's really cool. Oh, gosh. How long no, have you lived in Yarraville? Well, I was in Seddon for a couple of years, which is pretty much next door. And then uh, when I met my partner, I moved like you know, a suburb yeah. over to, so almost three years now. And I, I don't want, I don't, I don't like to leave. The only time I really like to yeah, leave well, is like, I think I just get to the country and just get a bit of fresh air and nature and, and, and get a bit of fitness back, yeah. um, which helps me. That's my uh, way of kind of, I guess overcoming things is that just getting back to the basics, resetting and just getting it out and running. Like I love, for me, there's nothing better than exercising and running to just um, clear the mind and just really just, just focus on your now and your breathing. And, and then just after it's just something about feeling good, knowing that you've, you've just maybe gone uh, like, you know, done a, a 10 K or five K and just feels, you feels good. It just feels well, good. And the fresh country air, that must be a big thing because, like, you know, with Yarraville, it's just, you know, you're you're running along, you're dodging potholes, you're going past $2 million houses. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I know. It's. uh, I mean, with mums, it's good because you've just got a little block, a little acre block just out of Wodonga. um, That's what I was going to ask, what part of the country Wodonga is in? Yeah, over Wodonga, so it's at the foothill of, um, you know, some mountains there. So you can, every morning I'm just up at the back, running up the hills, um, running into cows, like, into sheep. Uh, I down a cow and I had to turn the other way because it wasn't looking at me right. Uh, but then I, I just, yeah, I love it. i just a country boy. I grew up here, um, grew up in the country, so I just, it, it's nice to get back. That's yeah. So with the running, do you run with uh, music or just, no, just sounds of nature? Ah. Uh, like sometimes I, I like to just listen to music, but then sometimes I feel like other times if I'm not running with music, I could, I, I, um, I don't know, I kind of get even more lost in uh, what's around me or even in nature or just even with my breathing, hearing my feet hit the ground. Um, and that kind of, I get lost in that whole thing when I don't have my music on. But sometimes, you know, it depends on how I'm feeling. If I, if I need some of that really uplifting music, positive music to get me through a run, yeah, like then, lose uh, yourself, you know. Yeah, lose myself, <laughs> lose yourself in the moment. You know? <laughs> or, or, do you, or do you run from like Wodonga and then get lost, and you're like, oh shit, I'm in Albury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, look, it's hard to get so lost. I know every, every, pretty much everyone now. Like, uh, Mum's a bit of a superstar ever since I've, I've been on MasterChef around town. So, really? So more, more so than oh. more so than football. <laughs> Oh man, it's all love. Like, oh, but the only thing about that show that I'm, I'm really disappointed about um, uh, was that um, every time I used to come home, Mum would cook me all the amazing food. But man, it's, now it's flipped around. Like, I get home, she expects to be home at a certain time. She's on the recliner. She wants fried chicken. She wants beef Wellington. She wants uh, all the stuff that I cooked on this show. But I don't know, Dill. Like, I feel like um, I, I, I love being in the kitchen now. Like, I actually love cooking for people i love sort of showing things that i've learned or I've done on the on the show and and just seeing that i guess seeing that it's 
them seeing me in a different element and and producing something nice, um, they're just like over the moon, man. Like they're so happy. Well, like, this, they're so happy with the whole experience. This is like uh, probably the, one of the most impactful shows that I've ever done in my career because not so much of what it has meant to the public, but what it has impacted me in my personal life and how much I genuinely love cooking now and how much I realize it makes sense why I love it. Benny, it's the same mentality of stand-up. It mm. really is. It's basically you collect, in comedy, we collect our ideas, we try and mix them up together and then present it to people saying, do you like it? Do you like me? <laughs> you know, if you yeah. like it, that means you like me. And same thing with cooking. It's just like putting all this stuff together and then presenting it to someone, hoping they enjoy it. And if they enjoy it, you feel fulfilled. Like, ah, oh, I've done a good job. I'm a good boy now. <laughs> so it's tapping into the same, for me, the same level of neediness and, and, and wanting uh, validation from, from people that I'm getting, but this time I'm doing it for my family. So like, the View du Monde episode uh, when it was airing uh, here in WA. So I cooked the same dish, uh, the pork, Archie. I cooked it for my girlfriend and her whole family. And, and that was such a big thing for me. Ben Ben knows more than anyone else about how much I hated cooking and then didn't like cooking. And all of a sudden now here I am like, you know, tree, I mean, what's the word? Um, hosting or, or celebrate or basically like cooking for <laughs> his family. That's how little you yeah, cook. Yeah. It's called hosting. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Hosting a party. Because if I was hosting a party, I'm like, you know, be, be your own food and I'll provide the drinks, right? So so for me, this has been such a personal game changer. And I, and I love mm. that you've had the same experience, man. Um, I, oh, look, amazing, bro. Like, seriously, amazing. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I almost feel like sometimes I have conversations and I don't know how I flip it onto the master chef, but I do just because like, uh, like you, you say, Dylan, like I've had so many um, amazing experiences from that show that I've, I've now um, tried to take into my own life. And it's not even about the cook. I even said on the show, I, I, I thought that when I went in there, it was going to be, I'm just going to cook and that's it. But I learned so much more about myself yeah. uh, because and it was, it's, it's probably about being in a situation where you're uncomfortable, but we tend to, and this is probably why I'm in Madonga, is that we tend to run away from things and, uh, and maybe not deal with it because it, it sometimes might be really that difficult. You can't or you're not grounded enough, but in that kitchen, you can't. So in that kitchen, you, you're feeling the heat, you're feeling the pressure, and you can't run away from it. You've actually got to sit in it. And that's what I probably learned a real a lot about myself and I'm still trying to get better at that is that when something feels uncomfortable just to really sit on it, not react and not get too emotional and just let it kind of get come through you. And um, I think that's one thing I'm, um, I learn a lot about myself in that experience. But you saying that too about um, cooking and, and, and just bringing love through food, which was amazing and like amazing. Best experience ever i've ever had like yeah. ever what I what about the say. fucking playing fifa i know world i was about cup. to say like no, you, you no, man, that... what? fifa world no. cup versus cooking for some fucking scottish italian man <laughs> no, it's not, i mean look there's pressure of that but you you still you, you've got all the tools to be able to okay i've worked um hours and hours hours on end right to know right. that it's your bread, really, and butter. It's, it's bread and butter it's, it's not um, beef wellington but then you know what my, my son I actually rang him up and I said oh, hey man did you see my last episode and he goes yeah dad but why the fuck did you cry on national TV man you're only <laughs> well, my 16 year old son I'm like bro it's more than that 
It is more than that. And I guess now when I see people, oh, I, I'm quick to judge about as an experience that someone's had on reality TV and they get all upset. I'm like, oh man, what are you doing? It's just that. But, but there's deeper stuff. There's a lot more deeper stuff behind why people maybe get more emotional but, uh, and then people go, why? <laughs> you know? That's what I think. I think for, for like, you know, I'm a fan, Archie. Like, you know, if you, <laughs> you're playing Korea. But what my partner and I absolutely adored was actually seeing, we've seen you play. We've watched you play, watched your whole career. But we actually couldn't, we didn't often get to hear the internal, you know, we'd see you in interviews, but your internal monologue. And the one thing that my partner and I absolutely loved, which I can't, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen on TV, was your self-positive talk. Like where, like, because there was this situation where you were cooking and trying to keep up with Jock and you were struggling, but you kept pepping yourself up and you kept just saying, you can do it, you can do it. Where does that come from? Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess it's like um, when I started professional football, I probably didn't go the path that a lot of youngsters go through um, to start their journey. I mean, it's, it's like you, you get rep teams and then you get selected and then you, you go into like a professional setup. Whereas mine is that I kind of started there, but then, um, you know, it wasn't something that really was passionate for me. And you got to have passion for something to really strive for. And at that age, I just didn't. I'd rather um, be out drinking with my mates at a, you know, at a young age, <laughs> going to parties and, and having fun um, rather than really put my head down and focus on football. It's probably... Uh, only times that maybe I got in a bit of strife and it was one time I went to court I won't say why and my mum right here was with me and she I could see (laughs) (laughs) I could see how much that hurt her and it it hurt me to see her like that and she said to me she goes I I don't want to see you in here anymore I don't want to see you I want to see you make something of yourself and you know that's when the penny dropped for me and I'm like, okay, I need to focus. I need to focus. I need to shut out. And this is at a young age. So what age are we I, talking about? I'm saying 15, 16 years old, yeah, I, like wow. 16 that I have to like go, no, this is not something that, um, I, the path I want to go, I need to shut out. And that's why I always say to youngsters, you're never too young to, to like have something that you're passionate about to drive for. And, uh, I, I, um, started because of my, you know, I'd, I'd used my body at a, quite uh, at a young age and like with drinking and smoking and all that sort of stuff. But it, it was like I, I ran from where I was working to home, which was about five k's. It wasn't far, and I stopped and blew up about twenty times before I got home. But I just said, no, nah, this is the start of something. And then twenty times it came fifteen times, fifteen times it came ten times, five times it came like you know. Um, then five times. Then it came once that I just made it the whole way. I'm like, mate, uh, you can do anything you want. You can do anything you want. And that's been my mindset where I've got to have to kind of talk my stuff through stuff if I found, found things really hard. I just felt like, you know, I just used that energy that um, got me through to where I was in that situation too. And that's kind of, I mean, it's sometimes it's difficult to find that because <laughs> you feel like the walls are kind of closing in you. But um, I think sometimes it's that really... That, that kind of self-positive energy that uh, you kind of take from somewhere. That's where I pretty much have, have taken it through my life. So is it now at this point for you, that sort of switching or focus is subconscious or do you still consciously like, let's use a real example, oh, which was the pasta yeah. episode and the pasta mm. wasn't good. It became like uh, like polenta and you had to chuck it mm. out and start again, which all of a sudden, you know how quickly Jock was going. So 
And 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 I was like, it, it broke my heart to see me go, man. I can't help you. I'm struggling myself here, buddy. And I was like, I wanted to help you, but I just couldn't yeah. because it was going so yeah. fast. And you and I, mm. you and I were the back of the class. Let's be honest. That's what we were. Literally in the back of the class as well, in the <laughs> corner there, right? So I'm like, yeah. man, I I, I want to help, but I just I'm, I'm falling behind as well. So so mm. in a moment like that, you then somehow dug deep and then still came back and made pasta that was better than mine and, and all of, no but sincerely i'm not yeah but my point is in that moment what ben was talking about the positive self-talk and all of that do you is it happening now on a subconscious level because you've done it so many times or you still have to like give yourself these is there anything you're doing that say someone who's listening to this might yeah. be able to start to you know as a, as a beginner's guide what they yeah. could do in their life if they're feeling like the walls are closing in on them in, 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 yeah, in, that's in a such, task. Yeah, that's such an amazing question because, um, man, I, I, I didn't want to put you up too, bro. I was so conscious of uh, we were all under the pump and I knew that if I was going to just hound you, which I was pretty much hounding everyone through the whole uh, experience. But then um, I, I just felt like I didn't want to... Um, I, I was almost like I was going to let myself down if I just threw in the towel like I, I didn't even care um what the pastor even if I did it again the second time it was shit I'd still try and do it again like even if I fell so far behind right. that um like there was no hope I just there was just something in me and, and it's probably a subconscious level of my whole life that I've had to really push and, and strive and, and really work hard at something and even if something isn't going well i know that i have to do it it's like football like some you go behind and you just got to chase and work hard to try and call back right to the last whistle so but it, it was pretty much that my whole um, professional life that i've had to do that so i was there was no giving up for me yeah. there, there is no giving up and and that's what i think i, I liked actually because when we were watching it because my partner my partner works with a lot of youth uh that are in incarceration and and it's just trying to get them out of that funk but with you, when you started doing it, you just said one positive thing and then you started just saying it again and again, like, no, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And by then yeah. it already kicked in. It's like you had this trigger of like, just say it out loud and off we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like that because um, as soon as I kind of felt like, okay, that's gone bad, I'm going to have to do it again. And when I sort of said, let's, we can do this, we can do this. And I, I guess when you, when you keep reminding yourself and keep talking to yourself, and, you know, even I was thinking I can do this, but the best that you can, man. You're just doing the best that you can. And not telling myself that I'm doing the best that I can, even if it's not going to be great, I know that I've done myself proud. And I guess that's where I just kicked into this fight mode where I was just like, and I'm like, needing the hell out of this thing. Yeah. Um, and it, it came good. It just came good. And um, you know, maybe it was a bit of luck that it did come good. I know that. It's it's something else if you really if you really believe in something, you know. I, this this area is something I'm absolutely fascinated with, which is finding a balance between a healthy competition using your peers as a guide to where you're at, but then mm. not letting their where they're at determine you you know judging where whether you're successful or not but only judging your success based on how where where you are in the context of your life because i keep thinking mm. about this sentence the content of your life does not matter as much as the context of your life now in the mm. context of masterchef 
you and I making, even attempting uh, Tortellini Un Brodo is fucking well done to both <laughs> of us, right? Absolutely. If, you, yeah. if it's Colette, Tilly, you know, Rebecca, fucking sure, you guys have been killing it. <laughs> This, this is these are two blokes who brought fucking macaroni and cheese and fried chicken in the first few days, and now we're making this intricate fucking thing. So I 100% know what you mean when you're like, look, it, who cares about the rest of the, uh, the the cook right now? I just need to get the pasta done right, and if I get mm. the pasta done right, I deserve to celebrate that. Like, and yeah. that's something that I think about a lot with my stand-up. The first three years was so shit. And if I looked at my peers as being, you know, my, the benchmark for where to, to try and see where I'm at as an assessment, I would have been like back of the class and feel disheartened and quit. But I was just looking at how much I was improving each day. And because for me, that was a huge win. Like, going, oh, my God, you got one laugh today. You haven't had a laugh for two months, you know. <laughs> so using those kind of using like, OK, it's a bit of an exaggeration. But the truth is, yeah. it is like not getting caught up in the noise of the com competition, but focusing on yourself. But at the same time. Without the competition element, I wouldn't have pushed myself because I have an ego and I have a competitive side that wants to try and take it to and try and go toe to toe with with the greats. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I want so I, finding that balance where that com competition doesn't bury you but propels you, but at the same yeah. time, at the end of it, stops you from not celebrating your wins. Have, where yeah. do you find the way to to, to balance? Mate, that? like that's so perfectly said. Um, I think if you can find a balance, that's pretty much called zen, man. That, that is zen. If you can get in the middle of um, wanting to, um, you know, that competitiveness where you're kind of comparing yourself to others, but you, then you about yourself, being in that middle of zen, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to be um, because um, for a lot of my life and even, um, you know, with being a professional football athlete, you're almost comparing yourself all the time. And I still compare myself. Um, I was still comparing myself to, um, you know, Nick, Tilly, Rebecca. Um, and, but then sometimes, sometimes it's, you just got to really pull yourself back in and to yourself and go, okay, no, this is, I'm just trying to do the best that I can. And what I do, if I do the best that I can, I'm happy about that. Yeah. You know, if it's going to win, if it's not going to win, then that's fine. But that's really hard to have that mindset um, because you said it so perfectly, Dill, that, because that's, what it is like you you sometimes go there where you're competing against others or sometimes you just go there and it's like it's hard to find that balance and, that, and that's the work that you need to try to do that you have that how did you navigate that during football where it's as much as you can put your best effort there's still so many other people that need to match that as well and and like the team environment is something completely foreign to me in stand-up yeah. like this podcast is the closest thing to a team sport that i do <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Everything else is sort of very much solo driven. So for you, mm. how how was that? How do you how do you find balancing that mm. mentality when you know there's so many other players and and there's a coach and there's a you know the, the water person and all that entire team mentality and yeah. then the result going your way or not? You know? Yeah, it's so hard. But I think um, we're still as much as we play team sport, we're still individuals. Like we're still fighting against our teammates to have that position. We're still um, fighting other people to keep our position. We're still fighting to have that contract. Um, you know, you're almost in that team environment where you want the team to do well, but you want to do better. <laughs> like you want to be that guy in that team. It's not necessarily the team. And it's, uh, 
Uh, you, okay, you, you still work together and you strive to win stuff, and you're only going to really win stuff if everyone um, collectively works together. But it's an individual sport. Like, it's, it's individual. Um, and also so, how, where I, your position, Archie. Like, if, if you're an individual sport, but you also have to be a bit of a leader, then there's also yeah. that pressure on top of you. And, that, and that's what yeah. I... Like, I always think about when you got substituted on and you kicked that goal to get us into the, mm. into the World Cup. Like, like, you just see that, like... the the whole the pressure that was on you when you went onto the field, like I can't even comprehend how you managed that. It's, did, were you in a well, Zen state then? Or? Well, look, man, I don't even think you manage it. Like I, I used to always say to people um, that when I was playing football and when I went out onto the pitch, that was like my sanctuary. Um, but when I, when I, you actually get a little bit older and you start to look back and think about things. I had so much fear out there. Like mm. I had fear because I didn't want to make a mistake. I didn't want to be that person that made that mistake because unfortunately in that in Verino, if you make a mistake, it, it's amplified. Like it, it just is. And so a lot of that time I played with fear as much as I, I kind of enjoyed what I did. Um, there was a lot of elements of fear. And um, I guess, uh, like I said, being, having did that added pressure. Or, trying to be, did the fear propel you or kind uh, of, did you, were you able to use well, it? it well, look. Sometimes I felt like um, when fear became too much for me, and 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 the game was um, becoming maybe something difficult. Like you still had to strive and win it, but sometimes you almost sunk into yourself, and mm-hmm. and uh, like maybe you kind of started to hide a little bit. Where um, I find that um, you know I've been in situations where I had to kind of put myself in uncomfortable positions to try and win a game or. I, I try to get the ball a lot more so I can be that person or, or be that leader. But sometimes you do find yourself going, okay, maybe I, I don't want to be that pe- person that people see as losing this match or I didn't like, you know. So it's, 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 a, real, um, it's a real difficult one. And I guess that's, that's life and that's, but that's you know, obviously um, professional sport uh, and especially team environment. Were you, so ever in a a, were you in a position where you didn't want to take the penalty? Um, yes, I have. Yeah, man, I, I don't take penalties. It's like I'm not great at it, and uh, and the added pressure of missing it. I remember when I was playing a game with Melbourne Victory, and um, it was uh, against Newcastle. And I think it was Harry Chill um, was up front, and he's got a like a superstition about taking penalties. I think if he takes one, he can't take the next one. It's and it's like wow. something like that, right? That that's just something that's in his mind. I I can't remember if it was the other way around, but. He said to me, Arch, can you do this? Can you take it? Because um, I can't take it. Uh, and I said, no, nah, man, I can't. Like, I literally can't <laughs> take it. Wow. Um, and, you know, yeah. And it's then um, probably people don't know this. It's like, because I don't, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to miss. It's like, yeah. you know, because it's a crucial part of the game. He even asked, I think, Carlos Fernandez, which was like, he's a, uh, was a big player for Melbourne Victor. And he said, no, I don't, I didn't want to take it. I don't want to take it. <laughs> like he didn't want to take it, and these we're we're leaders. We're like I don't know if it's because we're just in a real slump, and the pressure from the expectation of people, and we weren't doing well. So right, it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes you, you just it, it it it's too difficult. I, I guess the ones that take it to the next level are the one of all those people that jump in those um, situations. Goes yes, I'm going to take it. He ended up taking it, and missing it. Yeah. So and then he was and he was the one that caught the shit. But then. Should he be? Shouldn't it be us because he's told us this? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't took it and missed it. Uh, so yeah, here's a, yeah. Should have let the umpire I... kick it. 
You mean referee? Yeah, that would be. Unless you mean from cricket, suddenly. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, uh, you didn't have to give us a specific example if you're not comfortable, but can you think of a moment where, say, the fear kicks in and you then ended up doing it and then, you know, for lack of a better word, um, you know, didn't deliver that task Mm. or whatever that, that knocked you on your ass the next day or that yeah. night yeah. what i'm more curious yeah. about is not the specific moment but more about how did what did you use to pull yourself out of that that vibe because because i think everyone listening has been through a moment where they've taken an l where they've had a loss mm. but it is such mm. a different level when someone takes a loss in the public eye and then there's mm. an expectation from fans there's an expectation from coach teammates all of that that pressure is something that i cannot even imagine what it would feel like especially in the national level in the national mm. level and, and and so many things yeah. like that fans are they're so passionate so, so football fans Oof. so yeah. my my question really is about not so much what happened but what did you do what have you found that has been helpful for you to pull yourself out of that 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 that, that slumpy mindset Ooh. Well, look, I think um, maybe in my playing career, I, I didn't do that well because um, it, it's so hard to, to have that feeling that you've let people down. You know, you've let your team down, you've let fans down. And it, you know, as, as much as I was cheerful and tried not to let it um, show that, that I, it, it hurt, um, it did. And it took me, it took would take a couple of days. And sometimes it can just, snowball that you take it even into the next game because you get yourself in that mm, same situation right. and all of a sudden like you're thinking oh my god it's happening again and um sometimes that's where you can get stuck but i guess the more times that you you put yourself in that uncomfortable position um it's just gonna all of a sudden the universe will go you know why <laughs> give you enough shit you've gone through enough here take this one and, and you do it and i guess that's um the way that i learn to deal with it. it hurts it would always hurt it, it, it still it still doesn't not hurt when you when you you kind of let you feel like you let people down but i guess the more times you put yourself in it and, and to turn it around becomes a lot easier yes um, but, it, but so it's, it's never, not like you're, it's never easy yeah it's, never easy. it's it's i guess in in to compare it to our world benny for me mm. when i was new a bad gig was like i'm a bad comedian but now if i have a bad gig is i had a bad day at the office you know what i mean it's just like yeah. that's I, my identity isn't smashed I just had a shit day at work and then mm. I can try mm. to move on from that. And I make, and the other thing that's been helping me recently, uh, especially say, you know, these days, if I'm, you know, like doing press about something and I might've said something on live TV that I probably shouldn't have, which happened a couple of days ago. Right. And then I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about it over and over again. And then uh, I just sort of realized, I'm like, I'm going to die one day. Who cares? <laughs> like, and then just genuinely remembering that, then also, then also, I do a very real test where I try and remember something from five years ago that when it happened was like really soul crushingly embarrassing. And I went, I don't even think about that anymore. So even this thing that I'm like umming and ahhing about, should I, should I have not said that? All of a sudden, I'm like, I'm probably going to forget it in the future. Why care about it now? And that's, I've been yeah. finding it a little bit helpful. But isn't that, isn't like, yeah. and, and I think, I think that's what I find quite fascinating is it's, and you saw it across, across on the show, MasterChef, but also it's, it's the attitude, the attitude that you have actually that sort of drives you because you want that positive attitude. You want to be able to tackle that fear. You want to be able to embrace that competition. Have you been able to, you know, pass, pass down as I always find it an annoying term, but have you been able to pass <laughs> that on to your kids? Like do your kids, have your kids created kind of that attitude or is that something that you've invested in or? 
Um, look, oh, it's just a hard one. I mean, you always want your kids or want anyone to kind of be positive. And uh, I think um, with the whole experience of the MasterChef thing and even my whole um, f- football career is that I, I just genuine, genuinely want everyone to do well. Like I genuinely want everyone to do well and just be happy. And when everyone does that, that makes me feel good. So uh, I think um, the energy that we were giving in the show, the, the, the camaraderie that sort of, you know, when someone's down, you try to uplift them because the cook wasn't great. If, if someone's had a bad day of playing football, you try to do the same thing. I try to do the same for my kids. Like I try to make them just enjoy what they're doing, just be positive about stuff. But look, hey, um, I've had times where I think, I can't see the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, it's just sometimes that's just life. You just it, it ebbs and flows. But I just feel like that I try to give um, just joy and stuff and make my kids just be happy and have fun. And that's why I think I just love Gil so much on the show because he he, he just has a laugh. He just wants to have fun. He says some funny shit and. Um, I don't know what you said, mate. I'm going to have to ask you what it is, but sometimes if it's inappropriate, I care. It's funny. Yeah. You know, it's, we definitely, just be, yeah. We can people talk a little bit about We can do a bit, a couple of behind the scenes stuff. That was without going into specifics. There was definitely moments where we, Archie and I, would make jokes that made the rest of the cast go, oh, okay, maybe not. And it's because, okay, it was around race because Archie is <laughs> Aboriginal. I'm Sri Lankan. We were like, oh, well, we can make, we can talk oh, about oh, our oh, not Aboriginal, not, um, New Zealand, Papua yeah. New Guinea. I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mate, no wonder you get yourself in trouble all the time. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say, I meant to say, Archie Thompson is Pakistani. Oh, you just broke me, Dill. Fuck. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, look, amazing. Thank God you didn't say that, say that on Sunrise. Um, well, but mate, I don't care. Archie, Archie's got a tan. That's the real point. But no, but we're all the we're all the same, brother. We're all the same. We're all the same. No, but it's that thing. So we, being, but you and I knew that we could be comfortable enough to make those jokes to each other. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah, were laughing yeah. and we were roasting each other and making fun of it. But admittedly, for what half the cast is what blonde, white, yeah, 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 straight, straight from Scandinavia. Well, look at Revolt. Look at Revolt. He looks like something that God created and put it on a shelf. Well, no, look, like look, look, at the semifi- look at the semi-final. It was me plus uh, uh, um, Nick, Tilly, R- Rebecca, Colette. All blonde. Oh, <laughs> right, yeah. There was, was four non-blondes. The corner, I mean, the opposite of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so, yeah. so so things like that, we, we definitely had such a good laugh and such a great yeah. – um, and sometimes even moments where I was like, Archie, no! <laughs> <laughs> The point being, the the energy was about realizing that, hey, we want to give this our best shot. We took it fucking seriously. Like we saw in in, you you, you having that emotional moment in Gudemont, that's Mm. how much we cared. But we also never lost sight of the fact that, fuck, this is fun. Like the worst day on this in this kitchen is is still a great day. Hey, this is something yeah. that hasn't talked been talked about on the podcast yet, and I haven't even told Ben. Actually, remember during the uh, the pastor episode, I fucking nearly di- like fainted, 
And oh, after yes. <laughs> after the, was that before or after the cook or before we was, get judge? It was after the cook. We were standing around yes. Benny. The, oh, I had, God, I had yes. stress-induced uh, loss of sight in my left eye. Like I just saw this blinding. Well, you having a stroke light. or something? Well, yeah, something of the right. sort. And if you watch that episode crazy. during some of the tastings, I'm not next to Archie. Like everyone's standing and clapping, and there's an empty bench space because I had to be taken off and be che- checked by a nurse because I nearly fucking like I just lost vision in my left eye. So the point, yeah. the point of that is, this is how much we cared, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But that finding that balance between caring so much and then at the same time enjoying ourselves, because both our partners, Maddie and Sanya, they both yeah. they both um, bonded over the fact that how much of a nightmare we were to live with during this time, because the kitchen was a mess. <laughs> and all that. That's what I was fascinated. Uh, like, like, have you always? <laughs> Like, have you always cooked for the family? Like, have you always been the main cook, or is it this is a new thing? Or no, man, it's it, it, all, all was new, man. Like, I literally probably had a a um, crash course when I knew I was going to be on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, of a week, like of a week, you know. And then, um, but like, like Bill said, I was an absolute nightmare in the kitchen the whole um, time and I, I've kind of felt for my partner Sonia but um, it's it's just because I wanted to do well and and, uh, um, and give something to people and judges yeah. that they actually like and they love that that was my thing and, and um, but I, I have to say after this I I feel much more relaxed I, I've had a process where I my, you, you saw my bench still like it was it was absolute mayhem, and then and now I've got a process where I kind of keep things uh, nice, and and um, and then I, I, I can do it. And the cooking's like life, I guess. So when I think about it, if you you have processes where it's you kind of follow a process, and whether it be you know go for a walk in the morning, get some exercise, meditate for like five minutes, all of these little processes um, help to you know for bigger better things. But I guess that's what I I seem with. Um, cooking is that once I started to um, have a process about things, everything, now when I get up, I make sure I listen to a meditation. I go for for exercise, my day um, on the right foot that I need. What uh, type of, when you've mentioned meditation a couple of times now, what's your uh, flavor? Uh, Man, (laughs) well, look, uh, I know that you've got something, Bill. I I was going to actually ask you what that was again, but I I just. Transcendental meditation. Me and Nick were telling you about it, where it's just a mantra, like a a word that means nothing. It's in Sanskrit, I think. But because you're just Mm. focusing on that one sound and, and how it sounds in your head. You it sort of blocks out the noise of the 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 the, the incessant thoughts, you know, because you're focused yeah. on one thing, and it's not different to focusing on your breathing. The only thing mm. I find better about it is because breathing you do it all the time, whereas this word mm. it's only done when I'm you know sitting down with it. So it's like well, it's almost yeah, like a that's, Pavlovian that's, response to go, oh, that word's in our head. We must need to relax now. Then, yeah, so what yeah, what yeah. do you do? Do you listen yeah. to? Uh, uh, like but like, uh, well, yeah, I listen to an app. I, I, I have like music that I kind of maybe just kind of relax to and just try to um, get a bit lost in that or just, uh, you know, get get rid of that the thoughts that might, you know, cross your mind. And um, and I'm trying to do that a lot more because sometimes you, 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 you kind of forget those things or the basic things or you just kind of let those go because you're feeling okay. But then um, it's just good to keep those processes even when you are feeling good because, um, yeah, sometimes it can be difficult if you forget it to go back to that. 
yeah. but I, I just listen to simple apps and um, music, and I just find it running with my meditation. Like yeah. I, I just, uh, I think exercise and listening to music is my meditation. I feel great after. Yeah. Can we can can we rewind back to the start of the pod where you talked about if you're comfortable chatting, where you talked about mm. escaping and 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 mm. heading to the country to get some peace and quiet. What you said there were some things that you used to escape to that was probably not as wholesome and good for you as this yeah. is. Are you comfortable mm. chatting about some of those missteps as to what you think uh, might be the wrong way to go about escaping? How do you build yeah, a beer well, bomb? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> basically it was all along those lines. I don't know if I should probably say those. Things, but I guess, I guess drink, drinking was um, like a, a part of it too. Especially out um, in the country. Especially out in the country mm. where it's just like, you know, even not, it's less and less, but in the country, it's, yeah. it's, you, you drink, you drink your problems away, you drink to celebrate and you drink when you're bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How I is that different so, to the so. city though, Ben? Like I'm five years yeah, sober, you're four years sober. But in the country, it's, 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 <laughs> it's just so associated with pretty much every activity. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Okay. And it, it is. And, um, yeah, I guess that was my way of, uh, uh, escaping things or um, maybe almost rewarding myself too, which is not the best way to reward yourself. It was like, I, I felt like uh, oh. my whole career is that I want to get like maybe a little opportunity to celebrate that. Sorry, Archie, oh. it, it was at my end or is somewhere, it just, it slowed down for me, Benny. Did that, no, uh, it was I okay probably, for my end, so, but... Oh, sorry, because it's recording at my end. Arch, can you say that again, please? Sorry, buddy. Um, yeah, no, I just probably um, with my whole football career is that, um, you know, we work so hard and then we, maybe we get a result that we need or sometimes that we maybe things aren't going well that we kind of need to um, just have a bit of time together or away. But then you take that opportunity to kind of maybe um, – reward yourself but reward yourself in the wrong way and that's by just drinking and drinking that's why you probably see so many um sporting codes and athletes getting in trouble because mm. they don't get really much of a window of opportunity and when they do and when you do you just kind of lose all inhibitions about everything and then yeah. you, you just go crazy and um, i think that's probably where i kind of learned that um from that which is not a good way of learning is that to escape something that might be a bit tough and I'm, I'm, and I'm still trying to learn now that, okay, um, maybe I should be sitting in, in experiences a little bit more and trying to talk things out. But I find that coming to the country, getting expert is a lot better than maybe doing the way, ways that I used to do. And the only, and that's, that's learning and that's listening and, and that's, um, yeah, kind of understanding, maybe listening to other people about their own stories to kind of go, hang on, that's happened to me. That's probably something I should try to do instead of going down the destructive path. But, well, but that's what when, this podcast is about. I love. That's why I'm loving this. Yeah, genuinely, yeah. it's people listening to yeah. other people's stories. Because I'm always yeah. fascinated that when you were a professional football player, you're in a very controlled environment. You know, they tell you what to eat, how to mm. train. Is 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 the escapism like when you reward yourself? Is it mm. also just escaping that control that it, that that you know that that you're actually free in that yeah. moment? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I, I uh, that's what it is. That's what it is, and then um, because and and, it, and then you just yeah. don't know the off button. Like you just do not know the off button, and um, and that's where, where trouble can sometimes happen. And it's happened a lot of times with me. It's happened a lot of times with everyone. It's just, it's yeah. just what it is. But it's just got to be healthier ways to 
maybe deal with ways of maybe rewarding yourself, but also still with dealing with yourself. Make sure you don't do it overseas. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know, yeah, that's definitely, you say, yeah, the, the, for me, it's the, you call it the off button, mine is the handbrake. I just lost my handbrake. I love drinking. I still do. Like, I'll be honest mm. with you, that whiskey episode was so much fun because I got to smell that again. I'm like, oh, yeah, very, <laughs> yeah, that smells in me. But um, but for me, if people say now five years of no drinking, they're like, oh, so could you have a couple of drinks now? And I'm, I'm always like, I could, I could stop at two now. And I could stop at two in six months time, but in a year's time, that two is going to become three again. That three mm. is going to become four. And once I hit four, mm. it's 10 plus, you know, I just yeah. have a shit handbrake in my, in my system because it's not just about the taste that I loved. I loved being fucking maggot. Right. Yes, <laughs> and, yes, and, yes. and so for me, it's easier to choose the part of zero part of zero drinks than to even the, the, the upside of a couple versus the downside of, mm. of it is just too much for yeah. me. And for me, yeah. And, and so yeah. learning to accept that was a blow to my ego. Like I had to go, oh man, I should break myself as a big drinker and having to accept that I'm not in control of it as much was tough, but I'm so glad I, yeah. I took that leap and I, and I, and well, I stuck I'm, with it. Well, I'm definitely not um, someone that's good drinking. I, I, I like, but, but the, the stupid thing is I seem to always go back there and sometimes I feel like I just need, um, you need to just know like, Maybe it's better not to just drink at all. What's your <laughs> like, strategies you know, because, with drinking these days? What have you, uh, for yourself, how do you approach it? Well, I think the the, the best thing about um, having a partner in yeah. Sanya is that she can kind of point, point out, hang on, Arch, I've seen you go somewhere before. Which she, much lo- she, she must love that. <laughs> oh, look, uh, <laughs> it's like, no, no, but I've got control of this, I've got control of this. But I actually don't. Yeah. And it's really nice to have um, someone that really cares about you, knows that how beautiful a person you are, and knows that that's not you. And um, and I think for her to want to stop that, and um, not not just for myself, but even for her, because it's it's such a destructive thing. Um, and I, look, I'm I'm a lot better. Like in sense that uh, I, I, if I'm going to have a drink, I might have like one or two, and like. I'm fine with that. Like yeah. I'm fine with that. It's probably maybe just social situations when when it's all going off that I might get a bit swept away. I'm, I'm much the same. I'm much the same. I like, I've been with my partner on off for nearly tw- well, yeah, 25 years this year, and it's hmm. and it's that same thing where she would see that destructive behaviour over and over again, but she knew that it just wasn't who I was, and says. Yeah. And she just knew that if she, if she, and she didn't want to take, she didn't want to take the mother role. She didn't want to do that, but she wanted to find a way. Well, where... she should have at least taught you how to turn your fucking phone <laughs> on the podcast. But just, just to find a way to be able to, for me to find it myself. And it took a long time. It took it like, it took f- forever. But yeah. then now we've reached to a point where, you know, I'm much like, Dill, I'm four years, but I, I just yeah. feel like I'm, I'm, I'm better for it. I'm a better dad for it. And one day, yeah. I know that one day I'll drink again. And sure, it might be in the south of France with a glass of rosé, whatever. But <laughs> yeah. just to be able to go, hey, we can, it's something we do together rather than me. Because mm. the other thing I miss the most, I know you about this, I love, I miss buying rounds of drinks. I miss just, yeah. just buying the whole yeah. bar. Like, who wants it? Yeah. Everyone's just, <laughs> yeah. just hey, throwing hey, the cash. Sorry to burst your bubble, Benny, but you can still do it and not drink. <laughs> no, no, I do do it, but I do do it. But the worst yeah. thing about it is I do it with croissants. Can I ask, so you've been like what, five years, four years, well, yeah. um, 
how do you feel? Like, what? How do, does it, it feel amazing? Do you feel amazing in yourself? That because uh, I know, like, sometimes having a, one or two drinks and um, uh, you know, you kind of feel good the next day, but completely cutting it because I've never had that. I've never known to do that. I, ben, I might have. I might have. Because I, I think I we echo each other's thoughts here. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine, I mean, mine comes, I guess, you know, from a different perspective. One, I um, I quit drinking. I was able to save up a house deposit. So that was disturbing. <laughs> um, so so that, that was one big change. But the other one that I always, that not many, like you could say, yes, you do feel, you, you feel, uh, you know, you, you, you know, mentally you feel a bit stronger. You, you know, your health kicks in. But the one that, is unique to me is the fact that you know I've been with my partner for so long that I didn't think uh, there was much new to our relationship. But when I quit drinking, it opened up a whole new door. It opened up mm. a whole new side. We do things that we didn't do before that replace the drinking, that replace the going out. That for me, that's probably the most, the most. I guess the thing that sticks with me the most because it, it, it changes yeah. all the time. Because my partner was never a big drinker. So for her, it's like we we actually came on the same page, and that's yeah, been yeah. from a family perspective with two young kids. It's like you know I'm not hungover every second weekend, and so that we mm. can actually plan Saturday morning rather than mm. just waiting for Dad to wake up at one p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah, that's, me, yeah um, that's, that's nice, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's very similar for me. It is. It came down to self-respect. It's like whenever I drank, I would wake up and feel so ashamed of like how messy I got. And then that shame was not soothed by anything other than more drinking. And it became this vicious cycle where I, I drank to escape from that feeling of shame. And then the drinking then brought on more shame. And it just, it just became this thing of going, because I didn't have any, like I had confidence to go in front of an audience and perform and, and entertain them, but I had no confidence about how much I liked myself. You know, I genuinely mm. didn't feel like confident in terms of being happy with who I am. So it was there to mask it and, and learning that and learning that I need to learn how to like myself and I don't need to, to find these external distractions to, to, to not deal with that. That was uh, the big thing for me. And that feeling of self-acceptance is so much more powerful and than any, uh, any, any kind of high I get from drinking because of how long I spent my life without it and was mm. just kind mm. of like fueling that feeling good from booze because I loved it. I love being drunk. But I didn't, when it stopped, when you're lying alone at bed at night, the thoughts that you had was self-hate and self-disrespect, mm. you know? And mm. finding that for the first time in my adult life was just such a huge game changer. I'm like, oh, I never mm. want to go back to that dark place again. So for me, that's yeah. what keeps me on track is how organically I just like myself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and so then, but then of course you use any other stat, like Ben said, money, uh, you use um, my weight loss. Like I, 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 you know, was able to stay fit every career wise, everything just from 2016 August, when I quit drinking, the, 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 the curve just shifts completely with every stat that I look at money, uh, relationships, relationship with my family, uh, Korea, mm. all of it just went bang, bang, bang. So I'm like, ah, no, this yeah. is, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in a better place. Um, yeah. But there's we, one we thing though, there's one thing that is the negative is, <laughs> is, um, <laughs> is Bucks nights go for fucking ever when you don't drink. <laughs> they never end. They just go on and on and on. 
um, what so so what's next archie thompson the, the uh, i i'm very curious to finish up on um being a professional footballer for what would I say majority of your life before retirement uh, mm. And then suddenly you are having to make this decision to walk away from this thing that you, you know, has brought you so much fulfillment and your identity is wrapped up in. What does someone like you, who is at an elite level, go through when all of a sudden you're seeing you're not you're not running as fast as you were. You're not performing mm. at the level you are. How's the self-talk and, and what's going through your mind in a moment like that? And again, like you're in a very good place right now. Most most mm. most ex footballers would never necessarily would dream of being in that position. So I I'd mm. love to know how you get from retirement to this level of contentment and where to from here. Um, look, mate, I think it was it's taken a long time, um, but I think when you just like come to terms with um, a period of your life just finishing and uh, and. It's not who you are. It's just part of your life journey. Right. And I think uh, who I you are is an Aboriginal yeah. footballer. <laughs> <laughs> Played for the Sydney Swans. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you, Lance Franklin. It's really great. <laughs> no, sorry. I had to. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Good luck with the clothing oh, brand. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so great, man. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So you were saying that's you know, funny. <laughs> you know who you are. You know it's not. Yeah. It's just what you do. You're not. Yeah. There's more to Archie yeah. Thompson than just football. And I think that's what people get caught up in um, because um, I guess it's been an identity of theirs for long, but people always sort of say, oh, there's a soccer player or there's a soccer player. So you almost believe that that's who you are. And I think it's taken me a little while to go, no, that was just a journey. And now there's other, there's, there's just the, the life, there's real life. There's, um, you know, um, and, but I'm, I've been fortunate enough that uh, I've had the career that I've had that can put me into something else, which is okay, still talking about sport, but I just feel like sport for me is great, but I love so many other things. Like, I really love other things. Like, um, now I love food. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I love um, experiencing unique things like travel, or, um, like going to nature or mountain biking or, or just like things that I never thought that I, I was – that I would love more than I would love football, but you just you just grow and yeah. um, and I'm just I'm just happy now. I'm happy. I've got a great partner. I've got good family. My kids are healthy. Um, are your kids all grown up? Are, are your kids all grown uh, up? Six, 16 and nineteen. My daughter is fine with playing. Sixteen and nineteen. How old were you when you had them? Ah, uh, 23, 22, 23. So um, yeah, um, but you know, it was young. Like That's we were so young, awesome. but it was great. That is so yeah, awesome. Great. So I guess, um, you know, I've kind of lived that. Now I'm okay to kind of just live my life. But the thing is that my partner's got a, an eight and a nine-year-old, an eight and a ten-year-old. So, again, I'm kind of back in, in, into <laughs> that. But, um, man, I'm, I'm content. I'm happy. I've, I've had experiences of, of MasterChef. Like, man, it would have, I, like I've said in many interviews after this, is like, if you had told me at the start of the year that I was going to be cooking in Celebrity MasterChef and all my finals i just if i said whatever you got how much do i need to pay for it <laughs> because there's no way but man if you're in a good place and you're good space the universe gives you exactly what you want and i think that's um the kind of mindset i'm kind of in i get a bit lost sometimes but that's guess why it's good to have a mum that has a house in the country because you find it again very quickly and for me it's just a couple of runs up the hill 
in a in a in the few days, and I'm back on it, and I'm ready to go. You know? yeah, that's great. That's a great. Oh, I that's a great way to end. That's amazing, Arch. That's uh, it's, mm. it's, uh, it's refreshing to hear that. Yeah. Because quite, yeah. quite yeah. often you meet a lot of professional players that definitely go down the other path, be it drinking, uh, gambling, and all that. Ah, uh, mate. And it's yeah. just refreshing to hear the other side. Yeah. Well, look, mate, I've been there. I've been there, but yeah. it's like, you know, I've, I've just, I'm glad I've got amazing people around me. Um, and you, you, you start to see the amazing people or the real people after you're out. Because yeah. the, 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 the ones that hang on because you're who you were yeah. just go very quickly. So I think, um, I think all three of us probably feel this, have the same thing, which is the, 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 for lack of a better word, the superpower is very close to the wound. I've heard this phrase a lot, which is that the thing that makes us so playful and so fun to be around and people want to be around that energy, it's the very thing that when we latch out, latch that energy onto a destructive behavior, we go as, you know, far with it, uh, too far with it. You yeah. know, it's, it's, very, yeah. it's a very childlike kind of energy that if it yeah. gets, if it's channeled in the wrong way, it's destructive. But if you can channel yeah. it correctly, it means, you know, we'll have moments like Archie running laps around the MasterChef kitchen <laughs> with his uh, apron of, over his head. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's, that's exactly like, um, you couldn't say it any better. Like, I feel that's exactly what it is, mm. 100%. Mate, yeah. Archie, this experience of uh, MasterChef, you know how much I loved um, being next to you multiple times. We, oh, we were hanging out and, and that energy. And I've got to, again, we've said this before on the pod, but big shout out to the team behind uh, uh, MasterChef because, purely because they really captured how much fucking fun we had on that show. Yeah. It really, it really pops yeah. on screen how much we got along, how much we had each other's back. Uh, how tense it got like they really do well with catching the tension and also the emotions i mean i'm watching it back none of it felt like that's not what happened do you know what i mean <laughs> you feel that? like i was you know like, watching it back i'm like no you got it you nailed it exactly how it felt and there was a bit of ptsd watching some of it back you know what i mean like putting my mom's paradas in jaffa lions fuck that <laughs> but you know um, you're, you're you're an incredible energy on on set and, and um, um, yeah, it's, and it's, I'm just really impressed, Archie, that after 50 minutes of this podcast, we you didn't mention the 13 goals even once. Which, to be honest, yeah. I didn't. I was going to bring up, and I was like, he's probably spoken about it many a times before. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could have. You could have. <laughs> just a quick little Easter egg for our listeners who don't know: Archie Thompson holds the record uh, in an international match for the most amount of goals sh- scored by an individual player, which is 13 yeah. goals. This is this is soccer. We don't need to mention the country. I don't think. I think it's a made-up country, to be honest. <laughs> no, no offense to anyone. <laughs> it's quite funny, um, but um, oh, hey, actually, yeah. for me, absolute honour to meet you. I've been a big fan always. Oh, yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, thanks, bro. And thanks for being so honest yeah. and sharing. Our listeners will uh, absolutely love yeah. it. So we appreciate it. Uh, thanks. Man, you're an absolute gem. Yeah, where can people find, uh, where do you want people to go to? Do you want them to sell your Instagram? Do you got any charity work, any things that you uh, want to plug? Nah, like all the love on Instagram. I've got the internet off my phone right now. Like there's no, there's no Wi-Fi at Mum's. Like that's, yeah. a, that's a struggle. But <laughs> no, mate, 
Wherever they find me, they find me. If they're meant to find me, they can find me. Brilliant. All right. At, <laughs> well, at 10 Archie on Instagram. Uh, ben, yeah. you're Benny Lomas comic. I'm Dilruk J. And Fitbit Pod, uh, uh, patreon.com slash Fitbit Pod for our Patreon yep. support. We've got some great um, uh, special bonus episodes that have come out recently and more to come soon. Yes. So please support us over there. Thank you for the continued support. And one last time, honestly, Archie Thompson, thank you so much for doing Love it. Love brother. Thank you very much, Archie. Archie Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thanks, Ad. Oh man, man, much love, guys. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it.